Hello there, this is Another Bite. It's a podcast basically about people making huge career changes and the opportunities and also challenges that come with it as well. Uh, my guest today is Kate Collins from Educate. Now, normally I could do the big intro and tell everybody who you are, but Kate, you'd probably be much better at doing this than I would be. So how would you describe what you do and who you are? Um, yeah, so I am Kate and I created Educate because essentially at the heart of all the things I do is I'm a psychology teacher. I help people understand themselves better. I take research and theory and I turn them into things that people can easily understand and then use and apply practically to make them better in their jobs, in their relationships, uh, wherever they want to apply it. Um, and I do that through one-to-one coaching and also through group uh, kind of workshops uh, and, and courses. Do you have a particular sort of ideal client who that would work best for or is that something that anybody could benefit from? I mean, largely it's something that anybody could benefit from. At the moment, I'm working very much in the professional development area. So um, it's people who, anybody who manages a person. If you have to have an interaction with another person, um, then the main way that you can make that better is by having a better understanding, like drawing, having better self-awareness um, and then also being able to understand p- perspectives of other people. So um, that's the great thing about loads of psychology research is that they've studied all types of people. So there's things that you can learn about about the fact that not everybody thinks the way that you do. So if you're going to be managing anyone and trying to get anyone to do what you want them to do, then a better understanding of those things can really help. So at the moment, that's kind of the area that I'm that I'm looking into. I do also do some work that's kind of come from the perspective side of things with clients who have a neurodiversity. And so uh, that's all about perspective. That's all about understanding that not everybody thinks the way that you do. And uh, and how do you navigate that when when that causes some some issues? for you so uh, so yeah that's kind of my client base at the moment yeah what drew you to this kind of area or sector do you know what it's probably the same thing that drew me to teaching I really enjoy translating things into things that turn light bulbs on in people's brains. Um, And that's what I used to love about being in the classroom was that I could share something with students and all of a sudden they would view the world differently from that point forward. Like they would they would learn something about themselves. Um, So now I've just, you know, I'm translating that into helping adults do the same thing. Um, And it's almost it's almost more profound with adults sometimes because they've been thinking one way for a really long time. Um, And then you you just have to offer them one slight you know change or piece of research and they go oh hold on maybe I can do something differently and it's really um, it's really empowering for them and I just find it I just find it really enjoyable and I just love learning about people I'm fascinated by them I think they are yeah interesting things to study well let's delve deeply into your business in just a bit but I want to find out more about the teaching side because you mentioned that you were a teacher before tell us a little bit about your career in teaching and is is that something that that you've done from qualification or when did you get into teaching I didn't get into teaching I went and did a psychology degree um, and then I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life you know when I was a teenager people often said oh you'd make a really good teacher but it was usually in the context of a conversation where people were calling me bossy um and so I kind of I I was like well I did, well this doesn't sound like a good thing um so so I kind of shied away from it for a little while and then I learned that that you know that was there's all sorts of reasons why people were calling 
you bossy um and so when I was 25 I then decided no this is what I want to do I'd started working I mean I've done loads of jobs I worked in events and I did all sorts of stuff and so yeah I decided to go and train to be a teacher when I was 25 which I think was the right time to do that because I really wanted it then and I was really ready to go back into study um so yeah I did uh, a PGC and did and was a psychology teacher and then I got my first job down in South Wales in Cardiff uh, and did a few years there and I loved it it was fantastic I really enjoyed living there I really enjoyed the students but then an opportunity came up for me to teach in Singapore and taught at an international school there that includes um was teaching Singaporean uh, citizens um, and that was really when I felt like I properly honed my craft you know I was working with some incredibly talented people um and just yeah seeing the world in a different way and also my love of people meant that I was studying you know different cultures and I was learning as much from those students as they were learning from me so um and in a psychology classroom you're really lucky because you get to um you get to talk about all of those things you know I get to hear those kids opinions on things so yeah so I did a few years in Singapore and then I started getting coached so I was really fortunate the school that I was at had a coaching program that got me really, really clear about what I wanted my life to look like, who I wanted to be, um, what makes me really happy. Um, and it was clear that teaching was no longer ful- fulfilling that um, for, I mean, all the reasons I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that was when I, I thought, well, I'm going to I'm going to try something else. I'll use the same skills, but I'm going to use them elsewhere. So, yeah, that's that was my teaching career, really. I mean, this is obviously a podcast about career changing. And it can, it's interesting. I think sometimes some people sort of stumble into the new career or business that they start before they've necessarily decided that what they're doing at the moment wasn't really for them. Or, or like you, perhaps they decide what they're doing right now maybe isn't their future. And then they start going, right, what am I going to be doing next? So was it quite an easy discovery for you to go, ah, this is what I'm going to do with my life now. I've decided teaching isn't for me. Yeah, I think so. So once I, um, the, the, the school then sent me on a, a course to train to be a coach so that I was then coaching internally at school. And um, I I really enjoyed it. It was some of the best training I've ever done. And, you know, as a teacher who's who knows about training, it, it that's a really big statement. And um, I, so that got me me realizing that I enjoyed that work um but I think yeah did I realize I did I know I wanted to switch I think yeah I think what coaching did for me was make me realize that the things that sent me into teaching my current job was no longer fulfilling anymore I felt like I was getting further away from the values and ideas that I had about what I wanted to do and achieve as a teacher and I realized that the systems and the and the um, institutions were no longer kind of serving that in the same way and there was a different way that I could do that and it was starting my own business but I never ever would have started my own business if it weren't for a very very good friend of mine who has been running his own business for a very long time and he said Kate you could definitely do this and I had never ever thought about that before like it had never it wasn't like I dreamt of being an entrepreneur he was it was just him it was the strength of belief that he had in me that said you can you can do that and I was like okay maybe maybe I can (laughs) I mean I can give it a go um so yeah and that was it was coupled with that and also you know um I spent the pandemic out in Singapore and it's one thing to live abroad when you're able to come home but it's a whole nother when you aren't able to to leave and come and see your family um and that really again taught me that I need I needed to be back here and I needed to be back close to them so um yeah I think I I realized that being an entrepreneur was like the 
a really good solution to lots of the issues I'd I'd encountered. I don't know whether it was a burning desire to be an entrepreneur, but it definitely was like a really neat solution that was going to allow me to do work I really love doing and at the same time fulfill all those other things by coming home, being able to spend time with my family, being able to look after my health. You know, teaching was so terrible for my health and now I get to, you know, look after myself properly, which is great. It it feels like a familiar story, I think, with a lot of teachers, especially during the pandemic, who went... I think this is not going to be for me long term. I've sort of had that realisation. But I mean, I, I guess for you, it was quite a clear path into what you wanted to do next. What was it like when you sort of went, right, this is day one of me and my business. How was that? <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying, because all of a sudden, you're the only thing you've got to rely on. Like, you know, it, it, it's really, um, yeah, really terrifying, but but also exhilarating. You know, I found it really exciting. I found the level of autonomy I could have really exciting. Um, and, you know, because I'd always, you, when you're a teacher, you live by the curriculum and you know you're only allowed to teach these things or have these conversations and you know you might want to really do something but that doesn't fit in with you know whatever's happening so yeah day one was terrifying but also I just got so much excitement and I remember (laughs) I remember coming downstairs I was staying with my friend the one who'd convinced me to start my business and um, I just got off a call where I'd managed to secure my first client, ah. my first proper paying client. And I came downstairs and I started dancing around the living room. <laughs> and he was like, how much money are you going to earn? And I was like, barely anything. <laughs> but I don't care. Because <laughs> I was just so excited because it felt like I'd made that happen. I've achieved that. I can take loads of responsibility for that. Like teaching such a collaborative effort. There's so many variables. It's very hard sometimes to see where you've added the value. And often sometimes, you know, you can overestimate how much value you've added in those situations and it's, and that's not good either. So, so for me, it was just so rewarding to realize that I've got here through all of my, I don't know, my skills, my effort, my everything. Totally. I completely relate to that, that moment of getting that first client, even though, and it, it's true for me as well, virtually no money attached yeah. to it, but still it's like, hey, this is incredible. I did this. I can't believe it. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you about that as well, pricing. And I think when you get into business, pricing is probably, I think personally, one of the hardest things to do. So how on earth do you do that and put also put value on what you do and knowing that you're going to get enough clients, but also you're also going to make a living. It's a very hard balance, isn't it? Oh my goodness, it's something I still struggle with. So um, I'm kind of, I'm better now with coaching in as much as I've been working in that space now for a while. Um, and I I can price myself at a point that I feel comfortable with because like, I mean, in the, in the coaching world, particularly if you're looking into like executive coaching, people charge astronomical sums. And um, I just don't, I don't want to coach that selective a group. You know, I I firmly believe that so many people can benefit from coaching that I really don't want to price it at a point where I can only work with, you know, super wealthy people. Um, Because I think, you know, I mean, ultimately that's at the heart of where I'm interested in being a teacher is I believe in self-development for everyone. Um, But I do also need to make a living. (laughs) Um, And I think... One of the best things that helped me was uh, a friend, a coaching friend of mine said to me, well, if you were to say to somebody <clears throat> that they, in a year's time, they could have met 
the goals well they could have identified what their true goals are and they can then have have met them they can get to the things they want to get how much money is that worth to them you know i i have clients who have changed their lives i've got clients who've overcome anxiety they've increased their self-esteem they've found new relationships they've emigrated you know they've they've achieved these like life goals because they've set aside the time for coaching and if you think about how much they've paid me versus how much that's probably worth to them in their in their life that's quite a nice way of of me managing that and and putting that into perspective um so yeah so it's about it's about the impact um and not charging too little but also not charging too much and it's taken me a long time to to try and work out um how i get there with the one-to-one coaching um and again the same with working with organizations if you can create a culture of psychological safety a culture where people care about each other where they are able to protect themselves but also the business interests this is lots of what my workshops are about how do you balance those two sometimes competing or it feels like they're competing um uh, goals of you know make sure that everybody's developing and happy at work but also make sure that our business is profitable and is achieving its goals if you, could, if you can create a culture that balances those two things and means that people are happy and productive, how much is that worth to your business? You know, how it's much huge. are you willing to pay? Yeah. So. That's a great way of looking at it. And that's a, it's a really good way of looking at it. And you kind of go, well, actually, you know, how do you even put a figure on something like that as a client? You kind of go to change my life and get, get to me to where I want to be in a year. As you say, I mean, it's just, it's worth a huge amount to them personally. Yeah. I think that's, that's really interesting way of looking at it. Um, also as well, I always think that the tough thing, and this is, I'm so, so naive when I started my business in terms of finding clients. And I kind of just went, well, I'll build a website. I'll get some social media channels. People will just find me and they'll come to me. And I just, I was like, what was I thinking? What an idiot. Um, <laughs> so how was it for you finding those clients? Yeah, really, really tough. And to begin with, obviously, when I was training, so um, when I left Singapore, I still had to, so although I was trained as a coach, I wasn't, I hadn't sat my exams to be qualified, to be registered with the International Coaching Federation. So I had to then go through uh, a six month um, exam process, certification progress process where I had to find clients. So at that point, I was just trying to find anyone and everyone if like who knows who who would need something I'll do it you know super cheap and we'll you know uh, sort that out so that was quite good and it got me the experience but then after that I've had a really long hard learning process process of realizing that um I'm what people are buying and that made me so uncomfortable to begin with you know I am my business and it took me ages to realize that um the thing that makes me good at what I do is that bit I was capturing in my psychology classroom. Um, I, I know about these things. I talk about them passionately. I'm enthusiastic. And those were the things that were attracting clients. So that was when I realized that I needed to be more visible in my business. And I mean, I'm sure I've spoken to so many people about this and it makes everybody or almost everybody really uncomfortable to put themselves out there to make sure that there are images of you to make sure there's video of you I mean oh my goodness I cringe thinking about how awful I used to find that (laughs) Um, but it's sadly it is a fact I am I am on my own in my business and it is me that is you know that's going to convince people to work with me or not Um, and that's also an important thing to remember is that I I will the way I work will not be for everybody and that's okay but the more I can put out who I am and what I do 
the the more that my clients find me so so that's that's kind of where i'm at with with doing that obviously we could always find more clients we could always get you know bigger bigger but yeah i've i've made peace sort of most days with the idea that i i have to be visible in that and i have to to put myself out there and talk about the things that i care about as you say that can be a really hard thing to make peace with it's strange isn't it because we all love video we love watching it but we hate putting our faces everybody's the same i i, I think there's got to be some a different different kind of mindset if you go no i love watching myself on video i think it's brilliant um <laughs> because i'm certainly i mean that's one of the reasons i love radio so much that you know you could talk and you could create and you do all these amazing things but nobody really saw you and also they didn't know what you looked like so it was really good um and yeah. then yeah you come into business and you're like right I've got to stand up in networking meetings now and talk to people and do a 60 second pitch then I've got to do video and I've basically got to put my face everywhere and you just go ah, oh, this is a lot isn't it yeah and I do get overwhelmed by it but again I, I've learned now to build in time for that overwhelm so like if I do have a week where I know I've got to do loads like this week for me is going to be a big week I'm at networking meetings and I've got to go and have some photographs taken and all those sorts of things and I know that those things are going to drain my batteries so at the weekend I need to make sure that I've got some time that is quiet and silent and nobody's looking at me (laughs) so I've learned how to try and build that in so that I can kind of cope with it better now because I in the beginning I was just running out of energy and then and that's when I go into the well I can't do this can I you're an idiot why you why do you think you can run your own business um so yeah and I need to try and avoid those those moments <laughs> too frequently yes. I'm the same the negative self-talk creeps in when I get a bit run down you're like why was it why did I think I could run my own business who, who am I and I can't <laughs> yeah. do this yeah so I, I, t- I totally get that um so you mentioned you're on your own in your business is is that how you want it to be because obviously when you're a coach it is very much about you and and you are selling yourself what does the future look like for for educate yeah, I mean, I think um, for the time being, it probably will just be me. Um, but having said it's just me, I've done loads of networking in the last couple of years. And I now feel like I've got, uh, they don't, you know, they don't work in Educate, but I've got some collaborators who are just awesome sounding boards or they help me with stuff. You know, last week I had a huge panic because I was <laughs> I was going to be an exhibitor at a leadership conference. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need to make sure that this stuff looks good and what am I going to put my stand and so instantly you know I've made friends with a graphic designer so I call her and I say please help me and then I've got somebody who can make me something and I've got you know so there are for all that it's just me the networking has been wonderful and I've met some amazingly talented people who I can call up and say right this goes beyond my skill set because my skill set is narrow (laughs) when it comes to you know running of a business Um, and so I call them Um, I think in the future I would quite like for particularly for the workshops for the stuff that I do with organizations I'd I would quite like a, a collaborator or a partner I could do uh to help me with the teaching just because you know my ideas are all right but they're made better by other people so uh, so I'm always looking for that to happen um but yeah I'm also very lucky I've got a, a good group of people who run their own businesses so I've got um uh, there's a behavior analyst who runs her own business and teaches people in aviation things uh and uh, she's a fantastic sounding board I've got a um, a sleep psychologist who I'm really good friends with and she's running her own business as well and we've kind of been going through all of this together um and we we make great sounding boards for each other so I've got 
I've got a team. They they are kind of you know freelancing and they are um, it's collaborative and they're not working for Educate necessarily, but it definitely works at the moment. Um, so yeah, in the future maybe I don't ever really think I would intend to have an empire. <laughs> um, I don't think that suits my view of the world and what I want to do. Um, but if I can. Yeah, if I can grow it to the point where more people are getting the benefit of some of the things that I'm teaching about, there will come a time when I probably can't do all of that on my own. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I, I, I certainly relate to that as well. I think that whole thing of when I started my business, I felt so lonely. I didn't think I realised quite how lonely it would be. But actually, you know, joining networks and finding partners and people just to talk to has made such a difference. I, I don't know if that was something you noticed when you first started. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. When it was very, very lonely and I didn't have, although there were, although I knew lots of coaches, nobody was trying to do what I was trying to do, which is a good thing for a business, <laughs> but, um, but also is quite lonely and, uh, trying to work out like how you do that and how you create that space, you know, for yourself, but without anybody to go into an office every day and be like, Hey, so I was thinking about this. How do I fix it? It can be very lonely. Um, so yeah, I did, I joined, um, I joined a networking group uh, in Shropshire and that's that group is connected to lots of places in the surrounding area um, and uh, and find some really wonderful people there. Um, I've also joined a couple of other things in, in Shrewsbury um, and I'm just, I'm always in awe of how creative and resourceful everyone is. You know, when you, when you wander into a space where people are running their own businesses, they're just, they're, they're interesting humans and they're all mostly so willing to help and I love that it's yeah so now I feel like I'm at a place where I've got people I can call on when I when it all gets a bit much so yeah yeah no, so that's a really good thing I think that made a huge difference to me when I started sort of building that and just going I'm not alone this is so nice yeah <laughs> so lovely <laughs> um so let's talk sort of the benefits and perhaps some of the things that maybe you didn't imagine maybe the challenges when you started a business I mean was there any particular challenge that came up that you went I really wasn't expecting this but this has been this is quite the obstacle there are two things that I was probably surprised by number one is how long everything takes so you know I think you imagine you're like oh a year that's enough time to build a (laughs) you know an amazing business um it's not (laughs) (laughs) and uh so it's all happened a lot slower uh than I anticipated um because also everyone else is busy you know so you 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 think that something's going to happen and then three months later someone finally gets back to you and is like oh yeah were we going to do this thing <laughs> like yeah. yeah we were um or someone says yes I definitely want to buy that and then you never hear from them again so then you know you're in this whole round of like chasing people up and all that kind of thing so I think yeah the speed at which it happens is is always slower I think than anybody anticipates it's going to be um and then the other thing i think is um quite how much my business has changed so when i first came out of teaching i had the intention of going back and marketing myself at education um you know at schools because um in international education they're really embracing coaching of teachers and coaching of their staff they see how important it is and they're getting really great results and and they're making great collaborations and then I came back to the UK and it was really it's really patchy so there are there are parts of the world or parts of England where 
coaching's kind of being embraced, but then there are massive swathes, Shropshire being one of them, uh, where people don't really understand what it is or why you would use it and why we haven't got time or budget for that. I realised after a while that one of the reasons I decided to try and market myself at schools was actually more about guilt. It was more about the guilt I felt from leaving teaching. I felt like I'd signed up to something that I was supposed to do and was supposed to be my career. And it was, you know, supposed to be doing something meaningful with my life. And when I decided to leave, I think I felt like, oh, well, if I'm going to leave, but I I can still help. I can still do something to help education. And the the more distance I got from that, the more I realised that that's not that's not necessarily true. I'm not sure um, how I can you know the whole system is is not well, and therefore me getting involved, even if it you know is not is not really going to achieve what I wanted it to achieve. Um, and also, I was constantly having to fight for you know airtime with teachers and and educators. And I, it just kept making me feel like I was, um, I don't know, it was it, it was feeding my am I good enough thing. And then when I started talking to people in businesses or people in other areas where they have more autonomy and freedom to say, yeah, okay, we'll do this. All of a sudden they really valued what I had to say and they really valued the work that I was doing with them. And that was so validating and uh, and made me see that there is, you know, there is a lot of value still to be had in that and I really enjoyed working with the people who really want to learn and want to embrace it and so that's kind of where my business pivoted and that's not to say that um, people in education don't want to learn or they do, but they're under so much stress that they they end up with tunnel vision it's it's not their fault they they you know I was exactly the same you know if somebody comes to you and you start hey can you what about this idea we could get this person in to do this you just think oh god this is another thing on my to-do list and you're not listening and they weren't listening um so that's when I pivoted and that was probably the biggest challenge and it was a big unlearning and a big letting go of some stuff for me um but since that point um yeah I'm just much better at embracing people who want to learn and people who want because that's the other thing about coaching you can't coach someone who doesn't want to be coached <laughs> you you know people have to want to change they have to want to do things differently um so I'm here for the people who want to do things differently that is a big pivot and I guess that must have did that come quite early in your business journey that that sort of realization that it wasn't going to happen really with schools it was just going to be too difficult or um it was um, it was probably about a year in and so yeah that it took a while for me to kind of let go of that we did a lot of work I, I learned loads you know um we did a lot of work that's kind of it's not wasted but it's it you know it's all sat there waiting for me <laughs> um but um but yeah it did it took a while for me to realize that that was not going to be the case and it was you know again it was through networking that it, I suddenly realized that there was this whole pool of people who were genuinely enthusiastic and excited to learn about stuff so yeah Let's talk about the positives then. I mean, Mm. I think you alluded to it earlier. I don't know if you look at this as the biggest positive of teaching was hard. And I think I hear that a lot from people who are in it now and and have left. And actually, you know, you've got time now to sort of look after yourself and sort of bit of self-care and things like that. Is that the biggest win from starting your own business, would you say? Yes, I think um, particularly over the last uh, couple of years, um, I've been able to 
I mean, teaching just, <laughs> you live in like, uh, it's like a roller coaster. It's all peaks and troughs. There's no consistency. So I would start out in September being like, oh yeah, I'm eating well and I'm going to the gym three times a week. Look at me go. <laughs> and by Christmas, I am coming home, eating a pizza, falling asleep on the sofa by eight o'clock and then getting up the next day and doing it all again and wondering why I feel so crappy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's just because you're just exhausted um, and and I need more consistency and, and it's amazing how much more achievable healthy decisions feel when you have the energy to do them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it so no good. longer feels like I'm beating myself up or trying to force myself to do something healthy. They just, it just feels like, oh no, well, this is the choice I'm making today and it's it's so much better i get so much sleep i i know people hate it when i say this including my sleep psychologist friend makes her very jealous but i haven't set an alarm in about two years oh wow so if i if i monitor if i go to bed at a reasonable time i will naturally wake up sometime well depending on whether it's winter or summer sometime between half past six and half past seven and so i and i love that it's like one of my favorite things because I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning and you know doing the snooze thing and the snooze thing and you know and I I just hated that so yes my sleep is one thing that's been amazing um I can plan in exercise at a time I want to go and do it um so yeah those things are really a really wonderful thing about being um an entrepreneur and the other thing is um I when I came home I then became a, a carer for my grandma who had Alzheimer's um, and she sadly passed away last year. But um, I'm so grateful that being an entrepreneur allowed me the time and space to do that. Um, and I'm so grateful that I came home just at the right time to to be able to do that. So and that was important to me. And yeah, OK, it did mean that I my business would probably has been slower because I, you know, had other commitments. But um yeah, that was wonderful. Wonderful in a sad way. <laughs> yeah, I get it completely. I mean, it be a, that's got to be one of the advantages of being an entrepreneur. You know that you can make time for things like that, um, whether whether sad or, or or good. But you know, it's it's just great that we've got that flexibility, isn't it? Really, so that's a good thing. Um, so. I guess the best way to finish would be to tell us how we can find you. And also, who are you? Do you, are you looking at a particular group of people you'd like to connect with and help over the next 12 months or? Yeah, so um, I'm looking for anyone really who is finds themselves in a leadership role and wants to do a better job of um, managing people. So anybody who, you know, we get promoted because we're good at our job. We don't necessarily get promoted because we know how to deal with other people. Um, and so if you are, if you care about being able to create that balance between uh creating kind of happy healthy employees who are also very productive if that's something that you that you want to to um, engender in your work culture then they're the people I'd like to talk to Um, I'm also growing the um, I'm really keen for I think it was a bit of an accident I ended up in the um, neurodivergent space and then because I had a few clients who came and suddenly there was a lot of adult um, ADHD diagnosis and things Um, and so then I went and got myself some training Um, And the government are currently uh, offering um, money and that money can be used towards uh, coaches. So if you have some kind of neurodivergence, there is an access to work scheme that the government is running. um, And you can potentially, if you have uh, uh, something that they uh, deem 
you know necessary then they will pay for that and you can use that towards coaching to help you achieve your goals and that's been wonderful for some of my ADHD clients they really like the structure and being able to have somebody to be accountable to so so yeah there's there's any there's individuals who might want to achieve goals but in terms of professional development yeah if you are in an organization or a business um, where you think do you know what we need to look at how we balance that particularly post pandemic you know um, making sure that people are looked after but are also being their most productive selves then yeah that's who I'm who I'm looking for and how do we find you what's the best way to get in touch best way to get in touch um, is probably my uh, so my website is educatecoaching.com um, it's actually going to be rebuilt very soon, but uh, I'll make sure that there's, <laughs> there's a, uh, a link to that. Uh, or um, kate at educatelearning.com. Just send me an email. Uh, and I'm also on LinkedIn is where I do most of my social media. So uh, Kate Collins on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.